Now, I knew this, but didn't really know this, so I had to look it up. The origin of curling traces back to 16th century Scotland, where the sport was played on frozen ponds and locks. The first recorded match took place around 1541. Thank you, Wikipedia. Now, Canadian curlers, though, have spent a long time dominating, especially the medals at the Winter Olympics. But in Beijing, it was Team Great Britain that stood tall. The women's team, led by Eve Muirhead, took gold, while the men took silver. Here's how Muir had described winning gold to Sky Sports after landing back in the UK earlier this week. This achievement really is for me like a, a dream come true. From from a young age, it was something that I always wanted to do. And as a team, we have come so, so far. And if we look back at the last couple couple years, like we didn't even qualify to the World Championships to, to get a part of Beijing. And then we, we got a squad system put together. We then went on and topped the, the Olympic qualifier. And yeah, here we are now, Olympic gold medalists. So I really couldn't write it, to be honest. Um, there's It's been a roller coaster, but... Yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. Now, you may be able to tell this, but Eve is, of course, from Scotland. Her entire rink are from Scotland. So are all of the men's team. And their success has sparked a sudden surge in interest in curling in its homeland, essentially. Joining me now is Aaron Forsyth. He's the rink manager at Curl Edinburgh in Scotland's capital. Thank you so much for being here. That's great. Thank you very much. Uh, for listeners who don't know, there is a connection between your rink and the, the medal winning we saw going on in Beijing uh, very recently. Yeah, quite fortunate. Uh, both Bruce Mowat and Jim Dodds, they, uh, they grew up kind of in this area and uh, this is kind of their home rink. So it was good to see them. They played both mixed doubles and uh, the men's and women's teams respectively. So they did quite well. What was, I mean, it must have been quite the atmosphere when, when to watch Team GB do so well at the Olympics this time around. Oh, it was fantastic, and it was uh, the members here were very supportive as well. So, although the time the time difference made things a bit difficult, depending on the times of the matches, uh, there was often times where members would play their game and then watch watch uh, the Olympics coverage on uh, the screens in the club rooms. So, uh, overall, uh, the gold medal game for the men, I think we had uh, six a.m. start, and there was you know a couple hundred people in here watching. And then uh, obviously the excitement was just the same for the, the women as well, but uh, it was a much more difficult time because I think uh, their match commenced about five past one in the morning. The um, It was easier for us in my time zone because we got to watch it sort of in prime time. Uh, I mean, I gather there's been quite a reaction. You've been getting a lot of phone calls with interest in curling. I mean, it, I guess those sorts of high profile victories um, for, for the Olympic team really do translate into interest in the sport for you. Yeah, and hopefully the momentum continues. Uh, we've been inundated. I think we've had we've had hundreds of emails and phone calls of whether it be individuals or uh, work groups or family groups or uh, even, unfortunately for us with Edinburgh, you have a lot of people that are just wanting to come for the weekend. So they're now incorporating curling as part of that weekend. So uh, yeah, ho- hopefully it's one of those things that can continues because um, we got about another five or six weeks to go in our season, and then. Um, I'm hoping that we can get everybody that's wanting to to give it a go into the rink. And uh, if not, we'll obviously touch base with them and hopefully we can get them in once the, the season commences again in September. As you well know, Canada is a uh, is a nation of curlers for the most part. We've done very well over the over many years until recently, until Team GB came along and others as well. Um, how How is curling in Canada viewed from Edinburgh? Well, I think there's always a there's always a connection. I think it's always been kind of a Scotland Canada rivalry because for long periods of time they were always the the two teams to beat. So um, obviously, uh, 
I think that will continue. There's always tours between the countries where, uh, where there's different colors or different clubs are always heading back and forth. And uh, I know it's, it's, called, it's followed quite closely as well by a lot of the members here on, on what sort of uh, slams and uh, other major events are going on in Canada. When you look at the, I mean, Scotland is the birthplace of curling. Um, how has the interest sort of waxed and waned over the years? Because clearly in Canada, there was a period in certain parts of the country where curling clubs started to close. Uh, it's made a bit of a comeback. But how has it waxed and waned in, in Scotland? Well, I think, uh, I think like anything, it's got ups and downs. Uh, and obviously with what's transpired over the last couple of years, there's still a lot of uncertainty in a lot of places. But uh, hopefully the Olympics kind of shed some light on the sport and get more people into the building. So uh, I think for, for Edinburgh, we were down, we were down um, a few members after COVID and the closures and things along those lines. But the members that we retained were curling more often. So we didn't lose out on any, any ice use or any sessions. And um, we've had more people interested in the game, again, going back to work groups and stag and hen parties and things like that. So although we have lost a few members, the uptake is increasing. Yeah, again, one thing we have been reading about here, of course, and I know that Scotland's a little bit different from, from England, but that, that with restrictions lifting, how have things begun to change uh, for you in the past little while? Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously, um, there was a little bit of a, everybody kind of took a step back a bit around the Christmas period, but for the most part, um, this season, it, with the uncertainties that we had, has gone quite well. Uh, there are people that are a lot more willing to travel and, and they're using these facilities. And the good thing about curling as well is if for some people that are a bit more reluctant to get into a situation with a lot of people about, uh, curling rink offers a lot of space. Uh, we ended up having a few surveys done I think, last year, and I believe our facility, um, I mean, I think it offers something about 22 meters per square meters per person if everyone's spaced out equally. So you're not in a tight area. So I think that's, that's helped build confidence for some as well. One of the things we always ask about here, of course, is when, when a Canadian team does well at such a high-profile event like the Olympics, it, it spurs a whole new generation of young curlers to come up, and that paves the way for future successes. I was wondering, have you seen more interest uh, amongst, amongst younger folk in, in Scotland as well, now that you've uh, there's been some high-profile wins for Eve Muirhead and, uh, and Bruce Mowat? Yeah, I, I think so. I think it's one of those ones where there's definitely, uh, there's definitely been a lot of attention given to curling, and I definitely think there's a lot of young people that are interested in it. It's just trying to get them in the doors and onto the ice. So, um, you know, it, it's just trying to get them. I know personally, uh, the, the local primary school around us, they, uh, they've been talking about it. They've been doing uh, little, uh, little projects on curling, but it's then getting, getting the interest so that we actually get those pupils in, in the, the door. So um, I think the interest has definitely been generated. It's just now the next step is going uh, to cap- capitalize it on that. Yeah, I was, I was interested when you were talking about people wanting to drop in for a weekend tour. So how does that, what does that look? What does that email look like? Are they saying we just want to drop in and throw a few stones and leave and take a few selfies? Is that what you're seeing or is it more uh, serious than that? No, I mean, um, even before uh, the last couple of years, we'd always get uh, mostly kind of Canadian, Swedish, Swiss tourists that uh, wanted to stop by just to see the facility. Mm-hmm. But um, for the most part, you have a lot of people that wanted to come to Edinburgh, so that are they're just incorporating that as part of their weekend. So they'll, they'll know, you know well in advance that this is the weekend that they're looking for. So they're just trying to look to book a sheet with a, a coach and, uh, and give it a go. 
And so if you just look a little bit ahead in the future, what uh, what do you see the next few years for Scottish curling or, you know, G- Team GB curling looking like for you? Is, are we, uh, should we expect a long run of success from your teams? Well, I mean, I hope so. Um, I think... Um... I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of people in the system that play at a very high level. So uh, I hope it continues. I think uh, both the teams that represented Team GB at the Olympics, they, uh, I think they're going to be around for so some time to come. And is there any thought at all? I mean, Canadians can be quite possessive about their curling. Needless to say, is there any um, there any thought at all? Of course, about uh, for some, you know, the creators of curling taking back some of the glory as well. I mean, I know it wasn't gone for long, but uh, is do you feel like it's it's Scotland's rightful place or Team GB's rightful place to be to be succeeding on the world stage? Well, I think so. I think uh, I think the teams that have represented have been there for a while, and the the other ones that I think um, I think they kind of knocked from the pedestal is the Swedish teams over the last few years because they've been quite dominant as well. So I think uh, overall, as good as there's competition amongst a few different countries just now. Yeah, I think that's one one thing that has been said here in Canada, of course, is that while we're winning fewer championships and fewer medals, the competition makes curling more interesting for everyone. And I imagine you're probably seeing that in Edinburgh as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, with it used to be, you know, you'd look at uh, any sort of major tournament and you, you could kind of pick on one hand on who you thought would be there or thereabouts, whereas now um, there, there's, a, there's a lot of teams that can compete at that top level. It's, it's good to see. Well, Aaron Forsyth, congratulations once again uh, to the uh, your club members who uh, are now wearing Olympic medals, and uh, best of luck with uh, with the future. We look forward to many, many more years of stiff competition with teams from, uh, from Curl Edinburgh. No, that's great. Thank you very much. All the best.